Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Because I got friends in all places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Make friends with the people in low places, the person in your organization who is so far down on the totem pole that you might find them, find, they're in the bowels of the business, as, as Howard would say, and they may know more about what's really going on than the folks in the main office. That's a line from his article on Inc.com today. Howard is an American serial entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, an educator, writer, lecturer, and art collector. I liked your article today because... I think I I am with many people who say that you're never going to get people back in the office. And I know you've had many conversations about that. But your incentive and the points you gave, Howard, I think those are valid. Well, first of all, let me tell you how embarrassed I am. So Bowels of the uh, Business was the second version. I said <laughs> the guys in the mailroom because of all the stories over the thousand years of the, you know, the Hollywood agents who start in the mailroom and end up, you know, progressing and learning everything about the business. So I said the mailroom, my editor came back and said, are there still mailrooms? <laughs> so I had to change it to the bowels of the business, which I don't know, I thought it was at least alliterative. But but look, the, the whole point of this article is, I mean, everybody's going to have their own take. But I think the bottom line for bosses is if you're going to order the people to come back, you better have something better for them to do than sit at their desks, you know, and be on Zoom meetings or sit around and do nothing. And so the thought is to to find, you know, good reasons to bring the people back. And frankly, I absolutely think uh, that the Zoom people are going to have to admit that, you know, the meat of meetings always goes on before or after the meeting. It never goes on in the meeting. It's it's those asides that you have afterwards, the takeaways, or it's the getting ready, the prepping for these things that are important. And it's just none of this is happening on Zoom. I mean, that's really the bottom line. The other thing is I think we'll be lucky if we get to a four-day work week. And, you know, I'm sort of lobbying for, well, let's just – you know, bag Friday and make it a four day week and, and give people some more time with their family, but also open the possibility that on that Friday, you could do some stuff for the community and you could do some stuff as a group uh, that would really, you know, make a difference for more than just uh, the business. And I'll tell you, I, I, we won't do it in this conversation, but I'll tell you a great story. We took a team once to, on one of these projects to go repaint a CPS school and, the CPS guys gave us a uh, a stencil, and we were supposed to go find a hallway and paint, clean up the hallway, and then put this stencil up of uh, characters. Uh, and you know, it turned out the stencil was all men. <laughs> and so, in the course of, in the course of doing this, my team—I mean, they just took it upon themselves to add a dress here and uh, some longer hair here, and lo and behold, it turned out to be you know uh, men and women on the stencil. And it was just it was just so touching because it was a real moment when the group got together, had nothing whatsoever to do with the business. But it's it's those kinds of things that build the culture of the organization that you want to be a part of. 
Right. You know, I have a friend who works for a, a big company in downtown Chicago. They were given the opportunity to work remote, do a hybrid schedule, or come into the office. Yeah. When she comes into the office, there's nobody there. She says, it's just ridiculous. I'm sitting there by myself. So why wouldn't I be at home and not have to do the hour and a half commute cheat way? And she said that every once in a while they're saying, we're having a big pizza party on Friday. We want everyone in the office. And she's like, you go in there. It's cold pizza. You're, yeah. you're like, what am I? There's no room for everyone anymore because they've downsized. And so yeah. your idea of a yeah. four day work week, I think, is incentive enough to get people on board. Yeah. And and look, I think that's exactly right what you said, which is when you get there, how disappointing is it that uh, the timing? See, when you make it random, when you say you got to show up three days or four days a week, we don't care which, you couldn't be doing more of a disservice because then you show up and the people that you need to talk to, the people you wanted to get together with, that's not the day they happen to come in. I mean, it's just it's chaos and it and it's just not a way to organize uh, a team or to work through a business. So the other, the other thing is, I think that, uh, you know, during the day, I mean, if you're going to bring the people in, I think this idea of making, you know, lunch a time when you shut down as a group and you spend that time together, that, that's another really important thing. I mean, you know, people used to gather for coffee or gather for the water cooler or gather for drinks, obviously, at the end of the day. All those things are gone. I mean, all those things are just not part of the remote universe. Uh, and so we've got to figure out ways to get the people to sort of relax and, and learn about the people they're working with. And by the way, that's, you know, that's the biggest thing of all is new people come into these companies and they can work there for a year or two and never meet half or more of the people that are part of the business. Yeah, the article is titled Nothing Beats Being There. It's on Inc.com. And Howard, you're taking the plunge this weekend. Yeah, I I hope to. I mean, there's there's been some, uh, you know, counter arguments about it but i i happen to think that uh today's like 65 out and if we get a break on the weather i certainly want to be supportive because there's there's really nothing more important than the special children's olympics i mean it's it's one of the great chicago traditions and it's something that was started here which is makes it extra special so um but yeah the plunge i also sent you a couple of pictures from the sphere and all i can tell you is the one shot that I sent you uh, gives you some idea what the view is for most of the people, which is you feel like you're looking at some ants down on the stage. And so you end up, I mean, it's a beautiful, wonderful experience, but you end up essentially doing the same thing you do at a lot of these rock concerts, which is, you know, you have a, a theory uh, that somebody is performing, but you're basically watching a video screen, which, you know, is nowhere near the same experience. I hate uh, but, that, at, but, uh, but at, we're talking about night, the sphere in yeah, Las Vegas. At night it and, lights up. It, re- it really lights up the whole city at night, though. It's really yeah. quite amazing. Yeah, it's. It, it'll be interesting to see who does a residency there next. I know uh, U2's been there for quite some time, and they do have some people lined up, but it's definitely on my places to see. Uh, one other thing. What do you think about the Wendy's dynamic pricing? Did you hear about this? Wendy's? Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I look, there you know there's there's three or four things going on at the same time. The, you know, McDonald's has has actually uh put t- together several and so has Taco Bell uh restaurants where there are no people. I mean literally the people are behind, you know, they never interact with the customer. You drive in and it's like uh you know, you drive through and you order your food and out it comes and you never see a human being. 
um, these automated restaurants. So I, everybody is going to be experimenting with uh, variable pricing and everything else. But all I, all I can tell you is if you ask anybody who was ever in an Uber or a Lyft uh, what they think about surge pricing, you'd have to calm them down and peel them off the ceiling <laughs> because, I mean, you talk about feeling ripped off. And so, you know, I, I don't think you can fiddle around. You know, McDonald's always thought they were in the, you know, uh, the food business. I mean, they were in the, you know, quick and cheap business. And, you know, now with the price in some of these places, you go in, um, it's staggering. So I, I don't think that it makes sense for one of these change, uh, you know, a, a QRF uh, you know, chain to ever focus on price because you train people to think about price instead of what you want them thinking about, which is either the quality of the food or the experience or something like that. Interesting. Thank you so much for joining us, Howard. Good luck with the plunge. Take care. Thanks, Lise. Howard Tolman. You'll find him at Inc.com or just about on any social media platform. We had another listener who was hanging on forever about the pepper and egg sandwiches who was like, the Italian guy was great. Yes, that's how you do it. But he forgot the Parmesan cheese. So add the Parmesan cheese to the recipe you heard earlier, and you'll have the original Sicilian. Sicilian? Sicilian? Yeah. Um, Sicily. That's where it came from. <laughs> the pepper and egg sandwich. Steve's News is coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own WGN.